I am not married as of today, which is October 12th, 2015. Not the date you're hearing this, but the date I am recording this. And not being married um, did not stop me from being on the Geeks with Wives podcast. I actually was got to be part of the episode 200 spectacular. Um, seems like they've renamed the podcast to Games Podcast, which seems like a pretty good... Um, I guess that's probably their sub-name. Yeah, I guess that's their sub-name. I guess they do other podcasts because I guess they're geeks with multiple interests, which is good. It's good to see that. So this uh, 200 episode was actually um, recorded and broadcasted live with video. So to get a PlayStation Eye, had to dust off the old PlayStation Eye camera, get that set up, which uh, and paid for the software, which they don't give you a actual link to read download after a certain amount of time. Like you, they kind of warn you and say, "Hey, you need to keep track of this yourself." Um, which is a bit worrisome. Don't really know exactly where to put that yet. It's called the CL-I driver. Hope seems to work pretty good. Um, not really prepared for video uh, recording at this point in my office. It's not something that I do very often. And usually my voice um, can get the job done for whatever I need. Um, lighting seems to be complicated. Like I had a huge problem with how the light works um, and which light bulbs to use, how many light bulbs to have on. Uh, so, I mean, I think I'm far off from doing video content without putting some actual thought and equipment behind it. But uh, there's lots of thought in this podcast. A lot of people on it. I think it was about eight total. There was another special guest of the uh, episode 200 Spectacular, um, which you can find out on YouTube, on the Geeks with Wives YouTube channel, which they probably want you to like, comment, and subscribe on. Um, but there was another guy named, uh, David Brevik. No idea who he was. Um, and the game he's working on right now is this, uh, game called Marvel Heroes. So, knew vaguely that it was some sort of Marvel mobile game. I think it's mobile. But people like it. Seems, seems pretty popular. And also having Marvel, they have the huge universe. Um, afterwards was like oh it's nice to be on the podcast with you and kind of checked out his twitter profile um so after he says computer and gaming frantic or fanatic uh here's the second line of his description creator of diablo so i guess i was on a podcast with the creator of diablo Welcome to Geeks with Wives presents Press Any Key. I am your host, Michael Schluger. You all know, you all now know what I look like, uh, assuming you've never watched the Capes with Wives uh, <laughs> podcast. 
This is me. This is our 200th episode. Oh my god, I am so excited. Look at this room. We have an amazing collection of people here to talk video games. Uh, so let's let's do a quick uh, round of introductions uh, so everyone knows who everyone is. Uh, I guess I should like introduce people. That might be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that does. That does. All right. So let's start with, uh, of course, our vice president, Andrew Barton. Hey, Michael. I am so excited to be here today. I know, right? Like weeks of planning and like <laughs> crossing fingers and hoping every the stars will align. Amazing. It, it's uh, much different than our normal make it up as we go along, right? It's true. It's true. A true story. We, we normally don't do this live because when we mess up, we can edit it out. We can't do that here. So this is going to be this is a new adventure for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we have Leon Field from the UK. Hey, Michael. And others. <laughs> Connor Howard. Hi, how are we doing tonight? Amazing. I don't know about you. I'm doing amazing. I'm sure you're, yeah, I know how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Benavidez. Hey, guys. So good to have you. And our two special guests. So, so thank you so much, both of you, for coming. Really appreciate it. Kier Moon from Mudhook Studios. Hey. And, of course, uh, a big friend of the show, David Brevik from uh, Marvel Heroes and Gazillion. Welcome. Thanks, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Wow. Uh, I I kind of know where to begin, but I'm just so overwhelmed. I uh, let's let's jump into things. Uh, Gamescom just ended. Uh, I know that Marvel Heroes had some announcements at Gamescom, um, and lots of people were there. So I just want to sort of do a quick roundtable. What were people most excited about Gamescom, and you know what which part? Which part of the show excited you the most, and uh, what did you enjoy the most about the show? Well, I loved the Dark Souls 3 trailer. Awesome like, looking trailer. Like Bloodborne and Dark Souls had a baby, and kind of like it'll be the accumulation of everything they've learned from the previous two games. Did you did you feel like Dark Souls 2 was a little weaker because Miyazaki wasn't at the helm, and now that he's back, you feel like this is... I actually really enjoyed 2, especially for its better multiplayer stuff. Like, there were a lot more PvP factions, and you could have a lot more fun with that side of things. And it had just so many different weapons and armors. You could try whatever you wanted, build-wise. It was pretty fun. Um, what I'm looking forward to is Miyazaki's level design coming back. Like, mm. he is so good at doing environments that just work as real environments where you can see where you're going or where you've been, and... You can see that a little from what they've been showing, and they've been saying you can actually go to most places now, but, well, they always say you see those mountains, you can go to them, and hopefully that'll actually be true this time. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Andrew. Yes. Gamescom, what'd you think? Uh, so, I'll be honest, uh, life has been a little crazy at work, so I haven't gotten to see a lot of the Gamescom coverage that I usually uh, would just dive into. Um, sure. But, for the most part, yeah, uh, it looks like we saw you know a little bit uh, different take of what we had already kind of seen at E3. Not, not anything really 
that I noticed jumped out at me as uh, like, whoa, that's amazing, uh, or completely unexpected. Gotcha, gotcha. That's fair. Um, you didn't? Uh, did you get a chance to see the uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider demo? Uh, I did not, but I've heard that I've heard that it was really interesting. I'm I'm really excited about Rise of the Tomb Raider. I don't have an Xbox One, so are you going to be picking one up? To or are you going to wait? I, I will probably be waiting and playing this in holiday 2016. Uh, it sounds really great, but also I don't need to spend, you know, $500 to play this game. I'm perfectly fine paying $60 to play it. <laughs> sure, sure, understandable, understandable. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep like calling people out. I'm just going to keep this oh, going. Oh, do it. Go for it. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Uh, Kier, what about yourself, man? All units. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was was Darkest Dungeon at Gamescom? Were you guys there? No, um, no we were working on Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> That's um, fair. That's yeah, fair. That was what we were doing. Um, no, I, I, I was at Gamescom announces. I think I was most excited for new Halo Wars. Not that I played the original, but more RTSs is cool. And it's not what you think of when someone says Halo. You don't think, oh yeah, that RTS was really good. So yeah. it, was a, it was a little bit of a surprise that they that they went in that direction. But I guess it's like the year of the Halo, you know, with the Master Chief Collection and Halo Five. So I I can kind of see why they would do it. And it's you know, a Creative Assembly. Who I, I don't did they make the first one? I'm not sure. They're the ones that do the Total War, though, right? Creative yeah, Assembly? so a bigger scale Halo, which is already kind of known for its bigger than most scale battles. Um, yeah, the first one was made by Ensemble Studios. Uh, hmm. That was that was in uh, Creative Assembly. So maybe they'll do something good with the property. I can only hope. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Daniel, what about you, man? Uh, I was also uh, I was also really excited about Halo Wars. I think uh, it, it may have not have been popular as the first person shooter, you know, version of Halos, but uh, but anyone who did get it, I did hear, you know, everyone loved it. I loved it. It's a great uh, it's a great game that you just want to, you know, when you get home, you just want to turn off your brain, and just play for hours, even if it's you know single player online. But uh, the game that really got me was uh, the new Star Wars uh, Battlefront. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm you're, really. You're not pessimistic about it. You are. You are one of the hopeful that that. Yeah, I I, I am. I am. I saw a lot of people ripping it, and you know what? I, I mean, uh, and I'm I'm one of those guys that if you if you throw Star Wars on anything, I'm probably gonna play it. I'm not gonna lie, but I <laughs> I am I am really excited about this. Uh, I I've, I played the old ones and uh, yeah man. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm super skeptical about it. I am one of those you know like it looks cool and you know in on paper it sounds like a good idea but I'm very very skeptical. I, I EA has got to work their butts off to turn me into a believer because I feel like it's just going to turn into like a, a DLC clusterfuck with you know everything being piecemealed out. So I'm mistrustful. Though how uh, DICE has handled Battlefield 4, I mean, post-fixing the problems, like the way they've handled the DLC seems to be pretty good, and like, they've kind of supported it for years after launch, and, um, and without the annual sequels, I'm a little bit more palatable to 
like DLC expansions and stuff like that. I'm I I want it to be good. Like if it's <laughs> awesome, I will be more than happy to fork my money over. But they've got to prove it to me because you know when you look at it on paper, it it seems like it's a step back from the last uh, Battlefront game. You know, like less units, less planes, less maps, all that together. You know, so I want I want it to be awesome though. I really do. I, I, as all of us do, I'm sure. Um, David, what about you? What was what was Gamescom like for you? Uh, well, Gamescom for me was very different. Than I think a lot of people's experience. I was I'm sure. Back interview. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like thirty or thirty-five interviews. You know, kind of at half-hour stints for day after day. So uh, I was kind of walled in, but I did get to kind of run around in a, I would say, a full sprint of uh, going from one hall to the other and spending, you know, this one block of an hour to kind of see things. Uh, and uh, there was there was quite a bit to see. I, I think the time that I spent, I spent the most time in the kind of the indie hall or the hall with the smaller games or whatever, and uh, I saw a lot of really interesting things there. Um, and well, Can you tell us about anything in particular that caught your eye? Yeah, I, it's just a very strange game uh, where you, like, play this either king or queen and you like recruit people and it's almost like a tower defense game uh, and you, you have this purse and you buy other, you know you influence the citizens to build your castle and you defend it against things that are attacking you whatever that was really interesting it's called kingdom uh, there was a uh, there was this I can't remember the name of it this adventure game it was called like the, the strange adventure or something like that and that looked really interesting uh, uh, and then I saw they had um, Star Citizen there, uh, even though Star Citizen, I wouldn't know if I would consider that to be an indie title. Yeah, uh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were showing that off. People to think of it as an indie title, but anything with a budget of $84 million is not an indie <laughs> title, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. So, uh, And I thought the space-simulated battle stuff or whatever looked pretty good. Uh, the the first-person shooter stuff that they were showing off definitely needed some work. It was, uh, <laughs> frame rate was not great. Uh, now, do you see yourself playing that game with, now, first of all, have you, have you bought into the hype? And, and it is hype at this point. Have you, have you, like, you know, given any money to the game? No, not at all. Uh, however, I will gladly give money to it if it's good, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I, I, I'm, I'm taking the wait-and-see approach on this as well, but Let's say the game comes out. Do you see yourself playing it with like an Oculus Rift type setup? Oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I did buy. You know, I also was very excited about Elite Dangerous, and so I went out and I bought a new joystick and you know flight stick and the the other you know that has the two controllers or whatever. And I, so I, I I'm kind of also saving that for Star Citizen, and I'll and I'll you know I'm sure we're sure give it a try. Uh, you know I I've loved you know I love those kind of games, so I think that. Uh, but we'll see. You know I it's it's still too early. They they kind of have to prove it to me. Sure, sure. But I'm saying, but you're not ready to hop onto that like 3D virtual reality bandwagon. I'm not on the 3D virtual reality train at all. Not even <laughs> close. Uh, uh, it, it's not something that I, I mean, I, I've worn them and I've tried them and stuff and they're pretty neat, but I just don't see myself sitting in my chair at home 
with that thing on my face or my couch or whatever. It's <laughs> too weird, and I've got kids, and God knows what they're going to be doing to me while I've got that thing on my face. And so, uh, uh, you know, they'll scare the crap out of me, I'm sure. The, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I just don't think virtual reality is kind of mass market at this point. But the but nonetheless, I still will give it a try. And you know, I'm excited to play the the space part of it. it it's funny that you mention that because our fearless leader Joe Barhum, who could not unfortunately uh, make it with us tonight, is also a very big skeptic of the uh, VR stuff. And I'm actually a big proponent of it. And I'm like, yeah, VR, it's the future. Uh, Time Magazine just profiled it actually. The, uh, the Oculus <laughs> Rift. That, 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 <laughs> oh yeah, the meme. The meme. The cover was terrible. The cover was terrible. Let's 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 get that out of the way. It was awful. But the article was solid. The article was solid. Um, who am I missing? Connor. We haven't yeah. heard from you yet. I I am still here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually came. I unfortunately didn't pay a lot of attention to Gamescom, but I did notice that. Oh, shame. I I've been busy, man. I started a new job last week, or actually <laughs> week before. But um, no, I um, I did hear or I did see some coverage of uh, Just Cause Three, and Ooh. my my personal hype level for Just Cause Three could not be much higher than it is already. I I was a huge fan of Just Cause Two. I I must have dropped a hundred hours into that game. Wow. And. Uh, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but not by a lot, though. That's the thing. <laughs> so, oh, I've I've put so, well over 100 hours into it. Totally believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Leon knows what it's. It's one of those games you you could just lose yourself in, and just and three just looks like it's dialed up to 15. We and, are uh, we're supposed to be getting like a preview copy of that, so hopefully we'll have some coverage on. Really, it looks awesome. We're meant to be getting a couple review copies for that, so should be yeah. I, I I want to be a part of that more than anything. <laughs> trust me. So like, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt. So basically, Just Cause Three and No Guy are pretty much my must-haves upcoming later this year. Uh, there's not a lot else that I'm really looking at, except maybe I'm interested in Fallout Four, but not you know to the level of Just Cause Three. And I do hours up. I will agree. Uh, what was said earlier that it, I mean, Daniel, you had a, you had a point. I mean, it's sure it might be a micro transaction shit show, but it's still Star Wars. You know, it looks like it looks fun as hell. So I'm still interested in it. I'm I'm skeptical. I have healthy skepticism for it, but it still looks like it's shaping up to be a fun game. That's all I'll say about it. So uh, I want to mention something really quick. We're like 20 minutes into the show, and we haven't given away any stuff. And we have a lot of stuff to give away. All right, fantastic. Let's give away some stuff because we got so much stuff to give away. Um, let's do Darkest Dungeon. Let's start there. Uh, so, Kier, tell us a little bit about like where Darkest Dungeon is at. I know you recently had some updates where you released some new uh, characters for play. Yeah, right. so we, uh, our last update uh, released the uh, Houndmaster, um, as well as the Arbalist. Uh, for our last big update, we're moving towards the Cove. That's going to be the next big update, so we're going to be adding our first new dungeon um, with two new bosses and all sorts of amphibian um, monsters. <laughs> awesome, awesome. When is that When is that coming out? Uh, we're looking to do that uh, probably sometime in September. Um, we're going to be showing it in PAX. So if you're going to PAX Prime, we'll be showing off the Cove there. 
Uh, we just wanted to make sure it was good and had a little bit more testing on it before we brought it out there. If, if you haven't heard of Darkest Dungeon, this is your first time hearing it, absolutely go check them out after this podcast, or you could win the free copy right now and then you know, tell all your friends. So here's how we're going to do the uh, prizes giveaway. Very simple. Very simple. You're going to tweet at Geeks with Wives, right? And you're going to tweet at the Darkest Dungeon guys. So what is your Twitter here? It's at Red Moon, right? At, at Darkest Dungeon. Oh, that's at Dar- even better. Okay. So yeah. you're going to tweet at Geeks with Wives and at Darkest Dungeon with a particular phrase. What's the phrase? I don't know. Kier, make up a phrase. Whatever you um, oh, want it to be. Oh, I gotta fit in the tweet limits. Well, yes, <laughs> um, I think, but you could do it. No pressure. Don't worry, David. You gotta think of stuff too. So start, start thinking about. <laughs> so you're not put on the spot. I need, like a, good, I need like a good cove pun. Um. <laughs> well, it's, don't worry if you because you we've got two to give away. So you, one so we is got, just, we got time. Yeah, you got time. You have time. How about to those with a keen eye, gold gleams like a dagger's point, which is That's something the brave never going to fit into 140 characters. But yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> what about just right. dagger point? Yeah, that's good. Is yeah. that is that good with you, Kier? I'm, I, yeah, sure. Is... Let's do dagger point for the first one. Dagger point. All right. So tweet right now at Geeks with Wives and Darkest Dungeon. Dagger point. First one to tweet it wins a copy. Boom. That's is that a hashtag? Sure, let's make it a hashtag. All caps, dagger point. There you go. Easy. Easy. It doesn't get any easier than that. Yes, Kat, I, I, I do want to be friends, but I need to do the podcast now. Kitty. <laughs> um, uh, David, let's talk about Marvel Heroes for a second. I have a lot of questions that people want to ask you. People always have questions that they want to ask you, but tell us about the latest and greatest uh, from Marvel Heroes real quick. Uh, so, uh, well, it, I've been out of the office so much, I'm not quite sure what it is, but the, uh, 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 you know, I know that we have uh, Ant-Man was the latest hero uh, that came out recently, and uh and you know, in conjunction with the movie around the same time, and then uh, right now we've been running kind of a Fantastic Four event, uh, you know, and uh, so that that's um, that's what's going on right now. Upcoming very soon, we have uh, uh, War Machine is our next hero that's coming out, uh, and we have uh, a new event uh, where you know, we go back, bring Limbo back to the game, and you get to go to Limbo. It's revamped. It's got new bosses and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and that's coming soon, and then Cable's getting his 52 rework uh, very Ooh, soon. All right, very cool. Uh, speaking of Ant-Man, we have a bunch of Ant-Man codes to give away as well. Let me count how many, because you were very generous here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. All right, six. Uh, so what should they tweet at Marvel Heroes and at Geeks with Wives for the first Ant-Man code giveaway? You want me to give you a phrase? Phrase, uh, word, okay. anything. Whatever uh, you want it to be. Ant-Man for the win. <laughs> there we go. Hashtag Ant-Man for the win. First person to tweet that gets free Ant-Man right there. He actually looks pretty cool. He, he looks he looks like an interesting character with the shrinking yeah. mechanic that I saw. Yeah, shrinking. And there's one move that he actually grows. And uh, anyway, it's it's fun. He's really, he's, he's a lot of fun. 
And he has these ants that follow you around. They're little, little, uh, you know, as you do your moves, you get more and more ants following you around. And his his ultimate is ant is ant NATO, which the whole screen becomes a giant tornado of ants. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. So, so uh, is one of the characters eventually going to be Antony, the the ant from the movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> He does ride, you know, an ant. I'm not sure what we named the skill in the end, but the uh, but it should have at least a nod to that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Now, I promised a lot of people that I would ask you some Marvel Hero questions. I'm going to pepper them throughout the thing. The first one I have for you real quick, it has to do with crafting. Uh, so right now crafting seems to require sort of a lot of work where you have to split and combine element after element. It's a little tedious. Do you guys have any plans to revamp crafting to make it a little more streamlined? Yeah, absolutely. That is something that is a common complaint, not only yeah, amongst, not only with myself, but with the audience as well. Uh, it is something that we would like to definitely revamp, and it's on our on our schedule and plans to to go through it and simplify it. Very cool. Very cool. One more, and then I promise we'll move on. Um, let's see. It's you seem to hint at Gamescom that. Uh, there's going to be a future laddering or ranking system in Marvel Heroes. How is that going to work with uh, prestiging, and how will you keep it fair enough so that the prizes aren't so good that you know it doesn't you know new people don't just kind of give up off the bat? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know if we have all the answers yet. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're going to work on the leaderboard system, and we're doing leaderboards differently. I mean, one possible thing that we were thinking about which, you know, none of this is completely set in stone, is having very, very short uh, leaderboards where the uh, the time that you do this leaderboard could be any number of hours, let's say. We could m make it four hours. And so you compete, instead of having to grind 24-7 to compete or have a team of people that, <laughs> that are constantly playing an account, we do these kind of short-term things where everybody gets a, gets a chance to participate and, and the rewards are then kind of doled out at the end, and uh, you know they, they're kind of maybe the, maybe the rewards are repeated throughout some seasons or things like that. So uh, we haven't worked out all the details, but we are definitely thinking about ways to make sure that everybody can have a good time and you aren't uh, you know stuck grinding 24/7 to compete. Sounds good. I, I don't think anyone wants to do that. I, I know there are some people who I have a friend who basically Marvel Heroes is all he plays. And if that's, and I respect that. Like if you, it's one of those games where you can easily spend five hours and you don't realize that the time passes, but it, it should never feel like a job. So hearing that you guys are going to be taking that into account, that that that's very reassuring. Um, I guess <laughs> I want to I want to keep things moving. I I feel like I'm hyper here. Um. I want to take a second to Deep talk to people. I know, right? <laughs> I want I want to take a second to uh, two things real quick. Uh, the first thing is I want to ask, what are people playing right now? Or what what are you guys up to? And I'll actually I don't think I contributed a single thing yet in terms of what I'm up to. So I want to show you this thing real quick. Uh, this is an iPega controller. I don't know if you can see this. This is really cool. So it looks like an Xbox controller. Like an original one. Yeah. Right. So, but it hides a secret. What it does is, is Bluetooth, and there's a flap here. So this goes up like that, and then this comes out. So 
what you do is, and I'll show you, you slot your phone in, like so, and so your phone acts as the screen for any game that you want, whether it's in the, uh, the uh, App Store, or if you have you know, some emulated stuff, you can easily just have a physical controller to play emulated games. Pretty awesome. I, I just got this today, so I haven't actually like done the full field <laughs> test on it. But it's supposed to hold the charge for a couple of hours, and I think this is really cool, actually. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly solves the the problem that a lot of people complain about not having physical buttons for their their mobile games. So that certainly takes you know, solves that issue. Right, and it's it's not terribly expensive. I think this was about twenty five or thirty dollars, so not that bad. What's the build quality like? Does it feel like it's made of cheap plastic or it's does it solid? Look like good. It's actually really solid. Um, it's lightweight. It's got a rechargeable battery to it. Uh, and it, it feels solid. Like, the buttons have a tactile feel to them. And it feels responsive. The only thing that's annoying is, I don't know if you can really see it, there's these little buttons <laughs> going the wrong way. Uh, there's these little buttons over here which are used to sync the, the device. And they're very tiny and kind of hard to push. But the actual buttons are very good. So, how's the D-pad? What was that? How is the D-pad? Also, very, very yeah. You know, so again, I just got this today, so I'm actually going to be doing a full write-up for Geeks with Wives, so you, you can check it out. But um, it's it's actually very springy. Like, you know, it it doesn't feel. You know, it doesn't feel too tight, or, or it, it seems responsive. Uh, but I'm going to try this out with a couple of different emulators and see, you know, how difficult it is to set up uh, the controller to work with different games and, and give you a full full report on this, because this is really cool. Um, what about the rest of you guys? What are you playing? I've been replaying Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. It recently had an update on Steam, which gives it workshop support and does, HD yeah. support as well. And it's, it's awesome. I'm playing with the restoration mod, so I have all the cut content added back, and it, it's still holding up today for me. I don't know if that's just because of rose-tinted glasses, but I'm just <laughs> last of it again. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, geez, I, I almost have to remind myself to give stuff away. We have so much stuff to give away. <laughs> there should be like um, a bell or something that goes off. <laughs> Right? Can you set like a little timer for me? Like every like five minutes, there's a ding sound, and I'm like, let's give stuff away. Um, so I have, yeah, let's do it. I have a Wii U copy of Guacamelee. Hell of a game. Awesome game. Awesome game. And we we need to give it away. So tweet at Geeks with Wives. Yes, I want guac with that. <laughs> and you will get a copy of the game. That's all you need. Nice. Uh, what about the rest of you guys? What are you playing? So, actually, speaking of uh, Metroidvania games like uh, Guacamelee, uh, I have just beaten Axiom Verge, and uh, that is an awesome freaking game. I loved every second of that. Uh, and I... 
I mean, it was just amazing. I'm so excited. I, I'm going to go back around and play it again immediately, which I hardly ever do. I, I usually beat a game, and then that is good for a while. Uh, but this one I've just got to turn right around and, and, and play all over again. Doesn't it have replay options as well? Uh, yeah, and there's a, a speed run mode as well that I haven't even checked out yet. So I, I'm going to have to do that and see if I can actually beat the game in less than the 23 hours it took me the first time because even though I loved it, I am slow. 23 hours? That's I mean, like, do you, do you, do you feel like it was slow-paced or do you just feel like you... Oh, like, no, I feel like I'm incredibly incompetent. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was very good. It was... I, I took longer to play through it than I should have. Um, it was also, uh, there were definitely like rooms or sections in the game where I got hopelessly stuck, uh, and I would just die and die and die again. When I finished the game, I died 67 times, and I turned to my wife and thought... Was this at the urge you didn't like go to the game FAQs and like look up the solution? You No, no, normally, <laughs> normally it was more of a, well, I have to beat this enemy, and... I get to the enemy with only, you know, a tenth of my health left, and so I've just got to learn to be better. Not, not that I couldn't figure it out. Uh, so I, I, I would have sworn that I had died way more than that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was just a matter of me not being very good, Mike. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I needed to uh, dig deep into my soul, be a better uh, game player, and you know, just figure my stuff out, and I did. Uh, and so now that I actually know how to do things, uh, we'll, we'll see if I can whittle that time down to like less than four hours. Respectable, respectable. Uh, here, besides Darkest Dungeon, which I imagine you guys are playing like nonstop, is there anything that you're playing when you're off the clock? Uh, I'm playing like a handful of games. Like I'm playing M plus plus and Galaxy and Transistor, um, but Rocket League just keeps uh, grabbing me. Um, Everybody's talking playing. about this game. Yeah. It's amazing. David, have you heard of this Rocket League thing? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure we've all heard. What's a, that was about to. I was yeah. about to blow like, your mind. You can't go to a video game website and not see that on the front page somewhere. You know, in the last month, it's been everywhere. It's true. It's true. But it seems like everyone is playing, uh, like uh, you know, roguelikes or not roguelikes, but but platformers and and action games. We actually have another one to give away: uh, Shovel Knight. This is for PS3 and PS4 for Shovel Knight. Um, what should we have people tweet? I feel like I feel very powerful. I feel like we should, <laughs> you know, we have people say whatever we want. Charge. So that's right. So so all right, we need to something with. Probably like grab something off their Kickstarter page and tweet it at you. <laughs> How about uh, Mega Man Lives? Uh, Mega Man Lives. I like yeah. that. I like that. So for this one. Uh, tweet at Geeks with Wives and uh, Yacht Club Games is, I believe, their uh, Twitter handle. I'm going to double-check that real quick. I'm pretty sure it is Yacht Club, though. It's not Yachty by nature. It is not. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. But it is not. Um, give me a second here. Uh, know this because there we go. It is at Yacht Club Games. So tweet at Geeks with Wives and Yacht Club Games. Mega Man lives with as many exclamation marks as you want. And uh, we have two copies of the game, so this is one. 
Uh, first person to do that gets the copy. And let's see here. All right, cool. Uh, Daniel, I haven't heard much from you. What are you playing, man? Uh, well, actually, I'm playing a lot of uh, Marvel Heroes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, haven't, I haven't decided who I want to unlock next. I've been going back and forth between Iceman and Winter Soldier. Uh, I sense a theme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's right now it's a lot of Marvel Heroes. I did take a break a little bit because uh, I, I was playing a lot of Arkham, uh, Arkham Knight. And uh, I tried going for the hundred percent, but the the riddles are such a pain in the ass. So uh, I've heard a lot of people complain about them. Now, yeah. Are you playing on console or are you playing on computer on PC? Uh, I'll play it on console. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's like the only real way to play it at the moment. I don't think it's gone yeah. back for sale. I on... don't know if the PC version is working anymore. I mean, like, I, did they shut it down? I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, happened. They, 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 they took it off the Steam. You you can't buy it anymore. But I played when I reviewed it. I played the PC version, and that was after they shut it down. And yeah, it's as terrible as they were saying. Which gotcha. which, which, which is a bummer because I mean it's I I overall I love the game. Again, I'm I was playing on the console, but uh, yeah, man. I mean. Uh, I was I was willing to go through it all except just those riddles. I'm just trucking through. I'm like at 96% right now. There's so many of them in that game as well. Like it's the yeah. most there's ever been, and there's like, uh, serious oh. puzzle fatigue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say real quick, David. I have to give props to your former colleagues at Blizzard because uh, Heroes of the Storm. I just can't seem to stop playing it either. Like that. That's the game that's dominating uh, all of my time. Um, have any of you guys had a chance to like check that one out? I've played a couple games of it, and it's it's way easier to get into than any other MOBA I've played. And I've played like thousands of hours of Dota, and I felt like I understood it way quicker. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's really really fun. If anything is going to steal me away from like Marvel Heroes, it's it's that game. I'm warning you now. <laughs> um, they have a tendency to do that. They 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 make great stuff. <laughs> they do. They really really do. Um, what about the rest of you guys, Lance, Connor? What are you guys playing? Connor, you go first. Ah, uh, sure. Well, yeah, that's fine. No, I'm I'm ready. I'm prepared because. Uh, oh, um, last night I just bought and downloaded. Uh, some of you already know about this. I announced it to some of you, but uh, I or let you guys know it's not a grand announcement. But no, I bought last night uh, Galaxy the Dimensional, and I've been playing ah. it uh, last night and earlier to this evening, and I'm hooked. It's amazing. It's uh, <laughs> it just it just came out last week uh, on PS4 and PC, I believe, and it's this uh, kind of top-down 16-bit. Uh, space shooter. It's like uh, you know, one of those fast-paced uh, shoot 'em up, bullet hell kind of things. Uh, so the, but there's the also some exploration. Is for the longest time that game you thought was just you using a plane, and there's actually like a robot mode, and they kept that under wraps for like three yeah. years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there is a mech mode that they basically just announced right before the launch, and I don't think I've locked it yet. I'm st I think, uh, from what I understand, you unlock the mech mode 
in like the second after season or whatever it is, but early on in the game. But yeah, uh, since the game is really heavily influenced by 80s Saturday morning cartoons and a lot of older uh, anime shows, uh, I guess kind of like Gundam, uh, Transformers, a little bit of like maybe last race or just all that, all that kind of vibe is just you know, smashed together. And so obviously you got to have mecha action in it. So what you can do is, you know, you're in your space fighter and you can, seamlessly transform into a mech and have, you know, a different set of abilities. So I'm really excited about that. And in general, really cool. it's really cool. It's really just challenging, fun, fast. It's a great game. I love it so far. Uh, hoping to have a full review on these at some point in a week or two. So have, have you seen the um, outro? I can't, like, I've been playing it as well, but I can't find they did, like, a TV outro with a credit sequence and everything. Um, but I haven't been able to find it. I don't know if that was only in the pre-release game, but um, I'm sorry if you found it. Oh, the... Oh, sorry, the what? There's like yeah. a credit sequence and like a Saturday morning song. I remember <laughs> seeing Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't think I've... Stuff? I don't think I've seen that yet, but but the music is really great. Like, it's... Uh, oh, really? It's an original soundtrack. Yeah, the music is amazing. It's an original soundtrack, and it's it has kind of that spacey, operatic kind of tone to it that is pretty reminiscent of those old cartoons, so... But no, I'm a huge fan of the music. The visuals are great. I I, I look for that, that credit sequence. I don't know if I've seen it yet. Because every cool, time though. I did it a show, he'd be like, "Look at this outro!" Right before I leave, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, it kind of has that. Like when you finish a mission, like there's this, you know, kind of a trademark sort of, yeah, kind of um, like that. Uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, like I so, call it 17 bit instead of 16 bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that extra bit makes all the yeah, difference. Yeah, it's like kind of. Um, <laughs> it really does. It does. It has that cel shaded thing going on too, kind of thing. Uh, so, we are almost out of time. Good lord, the time has flown. And I still have a ton of stuff to give away. So, uh, I have a Jotun beta key. I have quite a number of keys, actually, that we need to give away for Jotun. Um, and Jotun, now, do you guys, uh, how many of you are familiar with this? This is an indie title where you slay a giant. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Thunder Lotus on our podcast uh, a couple months back, so yeah, it's a really, really cool game. Kind of I, Zelda meets Shadow of the Colossus. And it has a nice. fantastic art style. That's the thing that immediately drew me. Oh, yeah. I was just like, that's beautiful. Super, oh, it's a game super as well. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the fact you're hunting giants as well. I think we need more games where you're hunting things that are more than ten times your size just to make you actually feel some sort of helplessness in games for once. <laughs> it's, I mean, outside of Shadow of the Colossus, how often have we gotten a chance to hunt giant things, really? Monster Hunter. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I See, I, I, I confess I have not played too much Monster Hunter, but you're right. You're right. That, that, that's true. Um, let me see. I'm looking but for... I think that's like the only one that comes to mind, really. For sure. And I feel like this game is still kind of on the down low. A lot of people don't don't realize it's a thing, and it is gorgeous. So, to to get a, a beta key for for uh, Jotun, tweet at Geeks with Wives, uh, and at Jotun Game, which is their Twitter handle. Uh, I want to be a giant slayer. 
because hmm. we've got like four codes to give away for them. So first person tweet wins that, and I need to keep giving stuff away. Kier, do you have another Darkest Dungeon? Uh, Ice Cream Cove. Ice Cream Cove. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, so at Geeks with Wives, at uh, Darkest Dungeon, Ice Cream Cove for that second copy. Hashtag all caps. That's the only there you go. Here, will there be not-so-beautiful merfolk in the cove? <laughs> uh, we can't confirm the um, status of body halves <laughs> of characters right now, but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's water. Uh, fish people have been confirmed, though they look fucked. Uh, <laughs> so I have an allergy curse. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> this is an adult show. You can totally say... You know, curse as much as you want. Be a drunken I'm, sailor. I really <laughs> like the uh, twisted elements of Darkest Dungeon. So I, I, the fact you're doing a sea-like carrier has me really excited because I find fish quite creepy anyway. So yeah, I was really excited for the fish people, and then when I saw them, I was like, oh, I hate these guys. I just want to kill them. So. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Uh, what I want to wrap up the show real quick with is what is on the horizon that you are most excited about? Like, obviously, this is episode 200 of Geeks of Wives. We have a lot of stuff on the horizon. Uh, we've got big plans for the website. Uh, we're going to be rolling out with some radio stuff and a lot of other things that I can't talk about because Joe will kill me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, really cool stuff coming down the pipeline for Geeks with Wives. Uh, so what are you excited about, you know, game-wise, that's coming down the pipeline? Uh, I, I would say I'm excited. I believe Leon said it earlier. I don't remember who exactly said it, but I'm very excited for uh, Battlefront. I'm probably going to lose my mind and health and sleep and just everything I can find to play that game on. It's going to be on my PC, my Xbox One, and I'm going to get a PS4 just so I can play with everybody everywhere all the time. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm extremely excited about that. Another game that I'm really excited about is uh, the latest... Uh, oh, yeah, The Division. I'm still excited mm -hmm. about that. The Division? I, you think The Division's going to be good? I'm, that's another I'm, one I'm, I'm skeptical about. I'm optimistic. It Ubisoft it, it, has not had the best track record as of late. No, week. definitely not. You know, yeah, they, you know, they've been kind of all over the place. Uh, I'm hoping they're able to pull this one off. Um, you know, because I was uh, excited for Watch Dogs and I got that, and I was disappointed. Um, but for the most part, uh, yeah. So Division and um, Battlefront is my two like most anticipated game, and also one caveat: PC version of Batman. That's, whenever that gets around, whenever, whenever they feel like you whenever. Know, actually releasing it again, yeah, that'd be whenever, nice. Yeah, whenever that's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my anticipated games. Okay. Cool. Um, I, oh, go ahead, Andrew, please. I am super, super excited for Uncharted 4. Um, oh, my God. That's going to make I, me buy a PS4. That's, that's the one that's going to make me buy I just, I just can't wait. Uh, so, here... If if I can get a copy of that in the next two months, I will give away my firstborn child. Uh, <laughs> just 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 so that way. Will you know? Uh, your way you say that. If you want a free child, all you've got to do is get me a copy <laughs> of this game. At Andrew Barton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really, really, really excited that game. Uh, I'm a lot of my stuff that I'm looking forward to is really 2016, I guess. Uh, really looking forward to Legend of Zelda uh, as well. Cannot wait. Uh, it, it's just going to be a great year next year, and so this year I'm just trying to clean out my backlog to make way for all of the, uh, the time that will be lost next year on probably those two titles alone. Oh my god, speaking of clearing out backlog, I have a backlog of stuff I need to give away. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so here's your chance to not only win a uh, Ant-Man from Marvel Heroes, but the Fear Itself Juggernaut skin. That's actually a badass-looking skin. Um, if any of you read the Fear Itself comic books, not that great. I've actually I'm not read lie. that one. They're not, they're not that good. But but Juggernaut looks like a badass. So that's what you want. Uh, you want to you walk around with that thing on. Um, David, any particular phrase you want to be tweeted out? Here comes the Juggernaut. Here comes the Juggernaut at Marvel Heroes and at Geeks with Wives, and you will win both Ant-Man and the Juggernaut. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what was I going to say? Daniel, what about you, man? What are you looking forward to? Can you guys hear me? Sorry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now we can hear you. Uh, man, um... I didn't mention it earlier. I'm really excited for the for the new Fallout. Uh, what else? Man, I had like four or five game titles in my head uh, that now they just all fell out. But uh, no, yeah, Fallout for sure. I I think Fallout Three was like the only game that I got all the achievements on, including the DLC. <laughs> like I I I love that series. Um, I'm also really excited. He mentioned earlier. One of the guys mentioned earlier. Uh, Zelda. I was I was Zelda, really, yes. I was I was really disappointed that it got pushed back. I mean, I understand. I I want I want hundred percent of this of this series. Actually, it's the only reason why I purchased the Wii uh, back. I think last E3. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I am I am I am uh, I'm really excited about that series as well. Also, also not just because David's here. But I'm really excited to see what changes are coming <laughs> in uh, the Marvel uh, 2016. I feel I feel like Daniel. Do you have a question for David? Because I, I feel bad. I, like, is there something you want to ask? Because ask, man. I don't want to. I don't want to be like a uh, Marvel. I want to say cock block, but obviously not cock block. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to. Hero block. <laughs> hero block. I guess hero block. Uh, oh man, I'm on the spot. Uh, <laughs> When, you've been when, you've been an hour in the chat room with David Brevik. <laughs> when can we see uh, or or will we ever see uh, Jubilee? Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. She's requested pretty often, so I I, I imagine that we will uh, we'll see her in the next year. Ooh, oh, very nice, very nice. And I will piggyback. Uh, office question with another question. I have heard a rumor that uh, we'll be able to buy stash with uh, Eternity Splinters. Is that, that is that is true. That there will be some stash tabs that will be available for Eternity Splinters in the future. Nice, because 
because there's I have a lot of stuff, man, in that game. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the game. And it's a lot of stuff. Games. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not all stash tabs will be uh, will be given. We're we're coming out with a big stash revamp, the stash 2.0 stuff. It's got uh, uh, you know all sorts of sorting and customization options and stuff like that. And uh, infinite stash is part of that, and so there'll be a few tabs that you can buy with this one. I feel like there's a trend right now in gaming that everyone is going into that sort of uh, to that dark, gritty place. Like a lot of people seem to be capitalizing on the Dark Souls and, and Darkest Dungeon, and lots of other games are sort of capitalizing on this grittiness. Do you think it's a trend right now? Um. I think those games are always going to be around in some manner. I think right now it's probably at its peak popularity. Um, and, I mean, given they were able to release Dark Souls 2 and then Bloodborne so soon after, and most people didn't really mind, mm. um, I kind of think we're not there yet. I think when... Like, I think we need, like, a big, difficult game to kind of fail to really tide the... or trim the tide of the... Um, so basically, Dark Souls Five, whenever that comes out and the market crashes, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's I think someone going to do it. It's going to be a Dark Souls game, though. As someone who's eating up all of these like grim fantasy difficult games, uh, like bring it on, like keep going. This is this is what I want. I like these games that make me actually feel despair for once. I, I want to add that Darkest Dungeon is not easy. <laughs> it is a it is a hard game. I I have my characters have died uh, playing it. Uh, so if you want a challenge and, you know, this is the game for you. It's fantastic. You definitely want to check it out. Uh, another game that's really hard... Uh, another game that's really hard is actually Shovel Knight. We have another copy to give away. And it, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the PS3, PS4 version, you get to uh, fight Kratos. Kratos is one of the bosses in Shovel Knight. So, for this one, I want you to tweet at Geeks with Wives and Yacht Club Games. Kratos doesn't stand a chance. And you will win yourself a free copy. Alright, awesome. Uh, who have I not heard from? Uh, maybe me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, don't mind me. I'm just, uh, just in the here. corner here. He's enjoying <laughs> you. Listen, I understand. Listen, David's a very handsome man. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I I agree with Lance that I'm also excited for the division. You know, it's again kind of like with Battlefront. I'm skeptical, but I think it can be good, and it's an interesting concept. Do you see yourself so, playing with friends or as a, like a solo player? Yeah, yeah. Ideally, I mean, maybe it's kind of like um, maybe it's kind of like Hell Divers. Like I'll play with randos if I have to, but if I know friends who are on it, I'll play with them, obviously. But uh, it it just looks like an interesting concept. Like I've, no, it's doing, it's going some places that shooters don't really usually go, which is interesting to me. And I, I do really enjoy Tom Clancy games. I've I've, I've always liked. Well, I like the Rainbow Six games. Uh, Ghost Recon's good, like the newer ones. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. But mostly, uh, as far as the future of Geeks of Wives go. I can die a happy man if I get to rev- like get a review copy of Just Cause Three for PS4. That's, <laughs> that's that's really all I need. So I mean, if that, if that's all right, Connor, start start writing articles and oh yeah, yeah you got we'll it. make it happen. You got it. 
<laughs> Excellent. So I now have a, a lever. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're <laughs> we are almost out of time. Um, have we have we heard from everyone? Uh, am I missing anyone? I think I there is a game I'd love to talk about actually that I'm really looking forward to, and not many people know about it. I want to oh. talk about very briefly Ghost Song by Old Moon. You're it's absolutely right. I have no idea what you're talking about, and I Adult Swim Games is publishing it. It's this beautiful like I I, I want to say hand drawn, but it's like I know it's digital art. Metroidvania set on a sci-fi planet, so very similar to the Metroid setup. But they there's just so much detail in the artwork and the atmosphere that it just draws me in from the gifts they post on Twitter and uh, the videos we've seen on Steam. What, what's it called um, one more time? Ghost Song. Ghost Song, all right. Cool. Yeah. So that's one to definitely watch if you're interested in that sort of game. Um, and it, like I said, it looks absolutely beautiful, and I'm hoping it plays just as well. It looks really reactive. It looks like it will be a good challenge, and that's makes me really excited for it. So, and uh, oh, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I apologize. The other thing is the developer has been very transparent with development. I've seen them all over the Reddit game dev areas, and I've seen them in the past, like when I was studying games development. So. I, I really admire the developer of what they're doing because they started out as just an artist and learned to program, and that's really cool. Oh, kind of like Dust. That Dust and Elysian Tale. Uh, yes. That, that's a beautiful game. That's a fantastic game. Um, something I'm surprised nobody mentioned. Any, so here's the thing. Those of you not uh, who don't like follow Geeks with Lives regularly might not know this, but uh, Andrew is the vice president of Metal Gear Solid Chronology, <laughs> and he didn't mention the Phantom Pain, which is coming out next month, and I'm actually very excited for. <laughs> next month? Yeah, yeah, oh, September no. one, September first. September first. But I start my new job then. I have here. I love to look on your face game. like shit. <laughs> like, God damn it! I have to make room now. Is there any chance we can finish Darkest Dungeon before yeah, it comes out? Yeah, okay. The code, we gotta. Gotta pull some all nighters. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mel Gear Solid: The Phantom Pain, September first. I am super excited about this game. Every time they've shown gameplay footage, it has looked just phenomenal. And I think one of the things that a lot of people that haven't been highlighted is the online mode where you can sneak into another person's base and steal their stuff for your base? It looks so cool. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I will buy it just to play that mode. Yes, I, I played Metal Gear Solid, uh, you know, 1, 2, well, 1 was obviously PS1, 2, 3. But like online, on the PS2. No, no that I didn't. was nuts. They just put cardboard boxes throughout the whole level, so there would always be them around, so you were able to actually hide. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Really? Yeah, the Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence or whatever, the one they they did the rebuild with the proper sticks. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. The online was weird, so I'm, I'm excited that this one has online. Yeah, yeah. You have to. There's there's a demo of the online that gives you an idea of what it's like. Absolutely, check it out. It's basically like you play Snake and you sneak into an opposing mother base and you just you try to get past their defenses, so you actually set up the defenses in your own base, 
and then other players try to sneak past it and take your stuff. Um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, all right, so we've got this out of the way. We got that out of the way. Oh, man, we're almost done. Um, let's do one more Marvel Heroes giveaway, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, David, anything anything you want tweet it out? Uh, Anthony Lives. <laughs> Anthony Lives. The Marvel Heroes and Geeks with Wives. And we will be all set. Um, my goodness. David, so, while I have you here, I, there's actually a question I'd love to ask you. Sure. Um, oh, now, now your... at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I think this yeah. is a good question to end on. What is your advice for people interested in working in the games industry? Like, All right, that's a good question. Fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that uh, my the advice that I give most of the time is uh, just do it. Uh, there's more opportunity now to be in the video game industry than ever before. Uh, if you want to make games, make games. You know that's uh, it, it's it's about commitment to doing it. If you want to get a job at a bigger company, uh, not do something indie or small or whatever, but there's just so much opportunity to do those kind of things between mobile and between you know distribution systems like Steam and stuff that, that anybody can do it now. Uh, but if you want to be in the video game industry and kind of a career path or whatever, and started the and started big companies, I suggest you try and you know impress the developer with their your knowledge about the game. Uh, make sure you play, you understand it, and whatever it is that you know that you're going to be applying for, whatever position there, uh, and be willing to start in whatever position it takes to get your foot in the door because there'll be lots of opportunity once you're there to move around and, and further your career in whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, if you want to be a, uh, you know, a programmer or artist, obviously you need to work on those skills to, uh, to make sure that, uh, that you're up to par and you can contribute to the team. Sweet. Thanks very much for answering that. that that's great. That's really good advice. <laughs> um, and, and just to add on to that, school is a valid option. I mean, that's what I did to into the game industry, um, but if you do go to a like a school for game development, take it very seriously and try to be as good as you can possibly be, because um, a lot of the time some schools will not push you mm. as hard as you will need to be pushed to be able to get that job, or or mm -hmm. be able to. Um, make yeah, I, I would definitely yeah. echo that after going to a games development course like somewhere and mm -hmm. not being pushed enough um, luckily like I managed to get the hang of pushing myself but it's not always the same you really need to get behind it yourself <laughs> as mm -hmm. well you can't just expect a school to push you through it well it's like anything you know you, you the most important part of game development in my opinion is actually finishing the project that you set up to do <laughs> yeah Really, really, really hard to do that. And uh, if you can finish projects, even if they're really small, uh, that says a lot about you know your drive and your passion for the industry. That's why I have so much fun at games jams. Like they are that small that it, you get something finished by the end usually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it seems kind of like uh, a lot of video game developers out there, uh, or maybe 
professionals in general uh, start a bunch of stuff and then never never see it through to completion. So getting that kind of instilled uh, through through your schooling uh, will benefit you a lot, not just professionally in the game space, but professionally elsewhere. Or hey, a life skill that you're learning, uh, kind of a big thing to pick up. So I, one of the, I didn't go on what what is uh, what I'm looking forward to playing, uh, and I, I also yeah, I I'm looking forward to below as well, uh, and uh, this game called Rebel Galaxy uh, that, uh, that uh, is another. I'm just such a sucker for these space sim shooter things, the trading games and stuff like that. That I that uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and then kind of the big ticket games. I'm also looking forward to the. I, ha I have some hope for the uh, the Star Wars Battlefront. That is, you know, I, I have a weakness for Star Wars games in the in. The, in the yeah. first, but that one I think would be pretty exceptional. And they had an amazing display at Gamescom. They had these giant, like uh, this giant fighter freighter was like 20 feet tall. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe. Speaking of uh, way out of left field kind of characters for Marvel heroes, now that Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars, and you just confessed to being a Star Wars fan, <laughs> zero chance. No, there isn't a chance because uh, if, you know the Star Wars stuff is controlled mainly by EA, so that's uh, gotcha. I have that. Those so no Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even as a grunt, we don't speak that name here. Yeah. I, I don't know what character you're talking about. <laughs> Go on, just put it in a my guy. We'll know. <laughs> as long as he's easy to destroy. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a question for you. Like, when deciding to choose to put characters in the game, do you have like a Marvel? librarian like do you come in and you're like hey I need somebody who can fit these design criteria and then he's like well you got Ant-Man and these other guys um, you can choose from so like, yeah we do have uh, you know I'm kind of a Marvel expert but the but we have people that are real Marvel experts actually there's I think three or four people here that actually have worked for Marvel at one point oh wow uh, as and so they are, they have encyclopedic knowledge of the, of the universe, which really helps a lot. Uh, but um, you know, when we actually are choosing which characters to put in the game, it's an extremely complicated process that mm -hmm. involves the balance between the different families that we're going to try and represent, male and female, different events like tying into movies and things like that. So it, it and then. You know, we make a short list, and then it's a cage match battle. So that that's, I've lost every single round of <laughs> cage fighter. So that, that's, uh, but it, you know, it's it's complicated, but uh, but a lot of fun. You, so your opinion only lets you get so far, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got to work on my taekwondo skills or something. <laughs> <laughs> You uh you had mentioned uh, the tie-ins to the movies. Uh, you know, with Civil War coming out uh, next year, uh, how how much time? Uh, I guess how much time in advance do you are is is needed in order to kind of plan whatever type of event you are planning for the release of the movie? 
Well, it depends on how much we're doing, how much we're tying into the actual event. It's, uh, you know, it could be short, a short period of time, like a couple months, but if we're doing a lot, if we're doing like game mode and things like that, it can take six months plus of planning and iteration and, and development to, to tie in. Okay, well, something like, like Age of Ultron, which you guys released all kinds of stuff for us, and uh, is, does that also mean you kind of have to go see the movie in advance and kind of figure out, okay, we're going to add this, this, and this? Or Yeah, it's real shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, they give us early access to a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, and they, and they'll actually do things like, have the visual effects studio send us the models that they're using so we can put them in the game. So the Hulkbuster suit is actually the Hulkbuster suit from the movie and and uh, and stuff like that. So it uh, it is you know they we tie in in all sorts of ways. We do get to a lot of information about the movie. We'll get you know what the costumes are going to look like months ahead of time. So we have time to to get it all in place and 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 set up. Got it. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, I it it seems like uh, Michael may not be joining us again. He is having some some modem issues, so I'll oh, go no. ahead and and talk us out of here, uh, guys. I'm really surprised that it's not my computer that's having problems here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, really. uh, I just want to say I'm really looking forward to uh, Marvel Heroes and Darkest Dungeon both coming out on a console because my my computer does just absolutely blow and and I am surprised that I have not the, the issue tonight. So uh, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, uh, all of our, our co-hosts, our, our guests, our listeners, our viewers, our readers on our website, thank you very much. We couldn't have made it to 200 episodes without you. Uh, you guys are fantastic. We do this for you. Uh, so thank you for sticking with us, for bearing with us. Uh, we look forward to doing this uh, for another 50, 100, 200 episodes. So we look forward to seeing you here four years from today for episode 400. Thank you guys, and we will see you next week.